0: listeners uh this is just sleep with my first ever podcast episode I'm really excited to try this out and also um, share a little bit of what I'm thinking in terms of the learning problem worth obsessing with for the next two years. Um, and I'm, I'm feeling really good about it because I'm already obsessed <laughs> and I'm having a lot of fun uh, learning more about how to approach this problem and I'm um, having many conversations already this week and I feel very energized after those conversations. So I'm taking all of that as very positive signals that this is the right Um, problem, learning problem for me to to focus on for a while, maybe forever. So I'm going to recap some of the things that I am using to outline my learning problem. Um, So I wrote two learning problems last week Uh, And this week, I'm starting to try out what it would be like to merge them. Um, So right now, I just have them in different buckets and I'll share that with you. So um, I'll talk about who the learner is, what challenges this learner faces. I'll talk about their skills, interests, and other characteristics. Uh, I'll share what this learner needs to learn, uh, in my opinion, uh, and also why. Uh, and then what my plan is for how I'll continue to learn about this to refine this learning problem. So starting off with who's the learner? So I want to focus on BIPOC students, so Black, Indigenous, uh, students of color, um, between the ages of 10 and 13. Uh, And the reason for this is I'm really interested in these transition years between elementary and middle school and middle school to high school because they're really, really, really tough and challenging and often traumatic. Um, So students in these grades are usually around the ages of 10 to 13. And so what challenges do these learners face? Well, these Black, Indigenous, students of color, um, Latinx, and and others, um, so they often experience feeling like they're the only or Uh, the only student of their race, ethnicity, gender, speak their language, their nationality, migration status, their sexual orientation, Um, and this makes them really feel like they're different from the others. So because they're in a minority group and uh, often study in a more dominant culture, um, this is, yeah, it's a very common experience to feel like you're the only one. Uh, personally, I felt this a lot growing up as a brown woman, a woman of color, um, a Hispanic woman who went to a very prestigious private uh, high school um, where I was, like, you could count <laughs> the the number of BIPOC students in, like, a hand. Um, So yeah, I definitely identify with with this experience and have experience with just how difficult it can feel. Um, What other challenges does this learner face? Well, they might have difficulty feeling engaged academically either because they don't feel reflected in what they're learning. Um, Sometimes this comes through as like, you know, teachers also tend to be from a dominant uh, majority group um, and so they might not have the sensibilities to kind of transfer um, or uh, interpret or uh, communicate some of the the content um, to minority groups. They might just not be as culturally aware and um, maybe use language that um, can feel exclusionary. Um, or make users uh, users make uh, the students feel like they're they're excluded. Um, and it might also be things like the imagery from the textbooks that they're reading and things like that. For, for, so for whatever reasons, a myriad of reasons, it might not feel engaged because um, they don't feel like they're um, represented in some way. Um, and, and they're also receiving mixed signals around their expected performance and aspirations. So. Um, maybe um, some teachers might have biases. I learned that in one of the, the papers that we read in discrimination um, in high schools in, in New York City. Uh, it's, it's a paper, a research paper that we read for um, uh, Denise Pope's qualitative methods class. And so they outlined there um, that uh, some teachers just expected less of black and Latinx students specifically and had higher expectations of their um, Asian American student community. Um, so a lot of this is unconscious, but um, yeah, these students might pick up on that and um, and, and get mixed signals around what their expected performance is, what they're allowed to aspire to. Um, this might conflict with the messages they're receiving at home, uh, also with the messages that they're receiving in the wider community and, and society. So it can be really hard to just like find the signal and the noise um, and it can be really confusing when different people and um, different forces are uh, pulling you in different ways. Um, and so I, I remember feeling this way as well, where um, I just it wasn't really clear to me who who wanted me to succeed. I remember having conversations with college counselors and them um, telling me that, you know my my college list was too ambitious and I needed to be more realistic and apply to some like community colleges and state schools. And um, I just wasn't having any of that. And I hated that conversation. I hated how it made me feel that um, I really felt like I wasn't allowed to dream. I wasn't supported in in dreaming. Uh, And then a third challenge is maybe not receiving support at home or in the schools or in their broader peer or broader communities and not being exposed to communities and resources that can help them cope and advance. Okay, so shifting gears a little bit to chat a little bit about uh, the learner skills and interests and characteristics. And so I map these three to, um, to the challenges. So again, the first challenge of being the only, well, I think these students might have a high desire for connecting with communities where they can feel less alone and uh, less different and more supported. And of course, these are hypotheses <laughs> and assumptions that I'm making. And as I learn, I look forward to kicking the tires and seeing maybe maybe there's a different set of needs that I can focus on. But this is, this is my first draft on this. The second one, um, the second challenge was around not feeling engaged academically because either they don't feel reflected in what they're learning or they're getting mixed signals about their expected performance and aspirations. And here I think that um, the from the learner point of view, I think they have a very high desire to learn, to grow, to be challenged, to excel and succeed. So I think there is a thirst there. It's just about how do you untap that and Um, kind of reorient their their attention and their energy in a way that um, they choose for themselves. And then the third challenge was not receiving support at home, in school, communities, not being exposed to community and resources that could help them cope and advance. Um, And here I think that these students have a high appetite for receiving encouragement uh, and that they're willing to practice and develop healthy life skills. They don't know where to get started and what's out there for them, but I do think that they have a high appetite for finding ways of feeling better <laughs> and, and to help with the anxiety and all of the challenges that they face. Okay, so what does this learner need to learn? Um, again, this is all for my opinion, uh, but I think it starts with mindfulness, and essentially that's, it's, Um, less about trying to learn mindfulness I think uh, and more about really allowing something that's already there to be in the foreground so I really um, am interpreting this mostly as like uh, learning to pause and then allowing that mindfulness that's already there to come to the foreground and kind of show you everything else that there is going on everything else that, that there is to notice and um, I believe that this is a really, really, really core skill uh, because um, it helps take students and anybody really out of autopilot and onto uh, a new track. Like it, it's essentially helps you move from compulsion to choice. And so I, I really see this as a foundational skill. And then other skills build up on this one, um, particularly emotional intelligence skills. So I'm uh, definitely inspired by uh, Daniel Goldman's work on emotional intelligence and the framework that he provides around um, these four sort of components. And they are self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, and relationship management. Um, so all of those are super helpful skills that um, can not only help during this difficult transition time in school, but really for the rest of their lives. I feel like I'm, on a daily basis, learning to refine and, and practice these skills. Um, and um, and then finally, there's kind of like a third layer on top of that um, that I think is really missing from a lot of the SCL work. Um, And that's skills around resilience and compassion and leadership skills. Okay, so why? Why does a learner need to learn these things? Well, um, again, referring to Daniel Goleman's work, um, emotional intelligence is seen as the best predictor, (laughs) um, is known to be the the best predictor of uh, success in life. Uh, And it's also related to academic and work performance, as well as effective leadership. And like I mentioned, mindfulness is really the foundational tool used to develop EI. Um, And then resilience, compassion, and leadership skills uh, build on that uh, and can help students um, learn the skills to continue to excel. Okay, so that is um, Brief overview of my learning problem and so what's my learning plan Uh, where and how am I going to uh, learn the things I need to learn in order to frame this really well um, so that I can start brainstorming some solutions and prototyping and gathering feedback from from students okay so that these are some broad Um, broad buckets that I am looking at in terms of my learning plan Uh, think of it as a multi-multi-multi-multi-pronged attack so um, the first prong is consulting academic experts and um, Yeah, there are so many experts in the GSE that I'm really excited to talk to, Ramon Martinez, Yelena Obradovich, Teresa Leframbois, Denise Pope, Amado Padilla, Bridget Barron, Shelley Goldman, and Jeff Cohen um, to start. Um, Those were sort of identified by both me and some of my peers and and advisors. Um, uh, And there's probably more, (laughs) to be honest, but that's kind of my starting list. Um, And then the second prong is around consulting industry experts. So I have interviews lined up with Elizabeth Derby, thanks to Karen. um, And she does a lot of SEL work for, um, I think the acronym is JLS, (laughs) um, the the middle school where uh, where, we're they're both, uh, both Karen and Elizabeth are affiliated with, and also uh, Stacy Kurtzman. Uh, so thanks, Heidi, for connecting me with Stacey. Uh, she leads a lot of SEL and DEI work uh, for the um, Casalejo, a uh, uh, women-only high school. Uh, it's actually 6th through 12th, so I look forward to learning more about uh, uh, them since they have a lot more flexibility as being being a private school in what initiatives they're able to uh, have for students. For example, I know that they already have some affinity groups for Latinx and Black students and, and other groups as well. Um, and then also uh, my meditation teacher connected me with Enrique Collazo, Um, He's a Chilean mindfulness teacher who focuses on teaching teens through IBME and also Challenge Day. So there are two organizations that are serving youth. And so I'm really excited to talk to him. And uh, the third part is consulting uh, EDU professionals. So Heidi's been helping me a lot from EdTech Careers. Um, I also have a conversation lined up with Christine Wotipka from Poles and some others. I'm really excited to learn from them and their extensive knowledge of the the industry and and academic uh, spaces as well. And then, okay, so those are kind of the, the the three main groups of people that I'll be talking to, and then there are some other things that I'll be doing. Um, I will be reviewing SEL curricula, especially culturally aware ones. So the two that are on my radar right now are, are Castle uh, and Character Strong and I will be reading a lot of relevant research. So the list I'm still working on but there's really three main buckets that I'm interested in diving deeper on and that is research that has um, to do with ethnography with BIPOC youth in a classroom setting documenting their unique needs and challenges. Uh, The second group of research uh, that I'm interested in is um, effective mindfulness intervention techniques with youth, um, especially those that are really good about outlining measurable outcomes. And then the third group uh, is around technology tools that can help develop those skills I mentioned um, for mindfulness, emotional intelligence, resilience, compassion, and leadership for both youth and adults. Because my thinking is that um, these tools will um, likely be designed for youth, but peers, um, not peers, excuse me, parents and teachers will also um, might benefit from from it. Um, so I think there's opportunity to make it really a community, a community tool that serves both youth and adults. Um, so that's really where I'll be focused my my reading um, and then um, I also want to learn through experience and action. So there's two ways that I'll be doing that. And that is through an internship, which is still in the works, Um, but I had a really, really good conversation this week with the associate superintendent of the Lake Washington School District, which is a Digit Promise District here locally in Washington State. Um, And now I have some follow-up conversations with two directors, uh, one that is focused on student programming um, and oversees kind of the SEL implementation and a second director that's focused on diversity, inclusion, and equity, um, and she's setting up um, virtual affinity groups for uh, BIPOC students in the district. Um, they shared with me that only two percent of the students are black, um, but they they are trying to support them as best they can because they've been getting feedback from their, their parents and the students as well that they feel very very isolated. Um, so um, that's also some validation of that first challenge I shared about being the only um and so yeah I look forward to doing an internship with that um, school district, if not this fall then uh, this winter and I think they're they're very interested I think in in having me because they are hungry for uh, new ideas and perspectives that can help them be more effective in serving this community. Um, they were pretty, um, they were pretty uh, upfront with me around the difficulties that they're having right now because of COVID. That they feel like everybody's kind of been knocked down a few prongs, um, and so uh, they they want to dedicate more to this work than they've been able to. Um, and so they they're welcoming the help right now um, because they're they're overwhelmed in, um yeah with the school reopening plans and all and all of that. But um, they don't want this to fall. Boyside or through the cracks so yeah um and then besides the internship i'm also taking uh denise pope's qualitative methods class this quarter um and so through that class we'll be doing observation and interviews and so Both Brian and I are trying to line up an opportunity with mindfulschools.org, and we're trying to find a BIPOC teacher that's delivering an SEL or mindfulness class to middle school students to observe virtually, remotely, um, and also to interview that, that BIPOC teacher as well about their experience in delivering this training to students. And so I think that will really help us learn a lot. And then the last question was around funds needed. And I feel like that's a huge TBD right now. Um, it's very likely for developing whatever solutions comes out of this after the prototype stage, um, or maybe also for giving incentives for, for people to participate in interviews with, with me. Um, I'm not sure what the policies are for that um, in, in this um, school and research setting. So I look forward to learning more. All right. Wow. Okay. 20 minutes. That's longer than I expected. I hope you enjoyed listening and I look forward to sharing more soon. Bye.